0: Cars are a fact of life for many of us, and over my career as a financial advisor, and full disclosure, I'm not a financial advisor anymore, one of the biggest things that I've seen is people having way too much car, and it's setting them backwards every single month because the repayments on the car loan are just way too much, and they wonder why they can't get ahead. We're going to talk about how much you should think about spending on a car, and we'll have a chat. My name's Glenn James. You're listening to my Millennial Daily. Life is complicated and add money to the mix and needing to manage it and buy stuff and somehow keeping the rest of it to invest for the future. It's just complicated. So, what I like in my financial life is to have rules of thumb. Now, rules of thumb, they're not law, they're not gospel. You can make your own rules of thumb up, but what they do is they allow framework for you to operate in without having to, I don't know, use your brain too much when it comes to purchases and or spending or saving. So, as an example, a rule of thumb in my life is that I do not have more than 50% of my net take-home income and round numbers. If I earned $80,000 a year, $60,000 per year would be my net income. Half of $60,000 is $30,000. A rule of thumb in my life would be I do not have more than $30,000 Worth of cars, boats, motorbikes, anything with motors that are decreasing in value. If you've got a spouse or partner, you could do net household income. So again, if the household income after tax was $120,000, and that might be made up from some Centrelink payments or whatever other type of net household income, we're not having more than half of 120, which is 60,000 in boats, in cars, in caravans in motorbikes, anything that has a motor that is decreasing in value. So that's just a practical rule of thumb that I have when it comes to my motor vehicles. And what that does, because money is being put into an asset that is going down in value, it just kind of limits and caps me from spending too much on stuff. It's just a guide. Another guide that I have is I would only buy a new car if I had a net worth of over $1 million. Now, a bit of a caveat with this whole new car thing, coming out of COVID, I know in some situations, you may be able to buy a new car for cheaper than a secondhand car. Now, if that's the fact and all the shoes fit, go for it. But I think this weird anomaly that's happening at the moment won't be around forever. I sold a secondhand car during a lockdown period for more than what I paid for it. That's absurd. That's not normal, but that's a supply and demand thing and that will come into play. But COVID aside, I think the best bang for buck ordinarily is a car that is probably three to four years old with less than 60,000 kilometers on the clock. Now, I've purchased a new car once in my life. It was nice. It was a Ford Focus, but it went down in value and I had a, a car loan on it and- I do not buy cars with car loans anymore. And the reason why is, and this is just a rule of thumb in my life, I don't borrow money for cars. Because when I had a car loan, it didn't have as much sting and pain when purchasing the car. It was easier to stomach $500 a month than cough up $24,000 or however much the car was, I have no idea. So, a rule of thumb in my life, as I've evolved in my own financial journey, is when I buy cars, I pay for them with cash. So, I save up and I pay cash. Now, I'm carving out the scenarios where you may have a salary package and you've been to an accountant and they've crunched the numbers and it works out better overall to salary package that because you do a lot of kilometers. I really encourage you with your next car purchase, see if you can do it without a loan it will slow you down. You'll end up spending less on the car and you won't have a car payment. And driving around a car without a car payment, it feels so good. Oh, it's awesome. Now, I'm not upset if you get a car loan. I'm really not because it doesn't change my life. It's your life. But if you do want to get a car loan, I'm going to tell you some things to consider. And sorry to cliffhanger this, but I'll do so right after the break. Okay, I'm back. So again, I don't do car loans. That's just a rule that I've put in my life. I have in the past, it can get out of control, blah, blah, blah. So my recommendation, if you are having a car loan, try and put 20% of the car value into that as a deposit because that will also slow you down because it is so easy to get car fever and to get a car loan and get your new car. Hmm. I can smell the plastic toxins already, and there is nothing nicer than new car smell. I get that, but you can get a secondhand car that still has new car smell. Trust me, I do it all the time. Well, I don't do it all the time. The last car I bought was uh, four years old, and it still smelt new because it was looked after. What I would encourage you to do: put twenty percent down. That will help prevent the car being worth less than what you owe on it. So you are kind of hedging that depreciation. You are paying the depreciation. Which is the reduction in the value upfront. So it will slow you down. You won't usually owe more than what the car's worth. So that's just one strategy. Number two, as a rule of thumb, I would suggest that you do not do a car loan for more than four years. Okay. When you go to the car yard, they'll try and do a seven year loan term. Oh, they will, because you can borrow more and it's less per week or per month. So four years, right? I would rather you get a car loan than set up a second mortgage on your property because at least you know, it will be categorically paid off in four years. Simple as that. Finally, with a rule of thumb for the car loan, 20% down, no more than four years. As a rule of thumb, if your income was $60,000 take home, so back to that 60K take home, 1% of $60,000 is $600. So, can you make it that the monthly car repayment is not more than $600, just as a rule of thumb. But you need to have these rule of thumbs all working together. No more than 50% of your net take-home income, 20% down, no more than a four-year term, and the monthly repayment less than 1% of your net take-home. Can you do it that way? It may slow you down because all we need to do with our personal finance Slow these impulse spending down. Now, you can be like me and be really reckless, and just pay for a car with cash, because that is a stomach feeling, and that will stop you spending way too much on cars. I hope this has helped. I'm Glenn James. You're listening to my Millennial Daily. My Millennial Daily is produced by My Millennial Money. Also available on Spotify.